0: Folks and welcome to your outlet for the outdoors and western lifestyle news, The Bend Show. I am your host Rebecca Warner, aka Beck, and as always, we love hearing from all of you. comments, stories, ideas. You can get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. Again, that's 305-900-2363, or you can always email the Bend Radio Show at gmail.com. For my producer, sound engineer, co-host, he got he rides shotgun alongside me everywhere I go. Jeff Tigger Earhart is here. And uh, first off, I want to jump back into how I said comments, stories, ideas. You can get a hold of us anytime. One of our listeners from South Dakota, his name is Tom. He reached out after hearing one of our previous shows talking about how pickle juice has been being brought up more and more and possibly being used if you're going through The flu we're talking about influenza a or b those severe cold and sinus that bug right the crud
1: i was gonna say aka the crud is what we call it
0: yes and we've also heard over the last six months or so about how pickle juice can help alleviate hangovers too well tom he reached out and texted to let us know that he actually uses pickle juice for something else and that is He said he suffers from Charlie horses, and he gets them at night when he's laying in bed, and he's found- you mean like
1: a restless leg syndrome? Yeah, like the severe pain that gets in your
0: legs, Charlie horses. Well, he says if he has them happen, he gets out of bed right away, drinks a half a cup of pickle juice, and then a little bit of water to wash that down, goes back to bed, and he's able to fall right back asleep.
1: Now, would vinegar do the same thing, you think?
0: probably i mean i i, uh, I don't know hard. i don't
1: know if you want to drink apple cider vinegar well but. and
0: that's what his texts also said was that he thinks it has something to do with the vinegar and the okay. salt the salt the sodium that's in it okay that maybe you're missing something but there's something to be said i mean we're finding out that pickle juice has a little bit of magic to it in it's a, a lot of it's different a magic areas
1: you're all you know like uh Chris Ledoux says about Copenhagen, it's a cure-all, too. Cures pits, warts, freckles, coughs, colds, runny nose. Guaranteed not to rip, run, or snag.
0: All right. That does not mean you get to go back to chewing Copenhagen, (sighs) Tigger. That one's out. I tried.
1: Sit back and enjoy the news.
0: Gift cards. That's the first one in the news. Apparently, there are tons of gift cards that go unused after the holidays. It's been reported that tens of billions of dollars in holiday gift cards go unspent. What I found interesting about this though is that many of us may not realize under federal law, the gift cards, they cannot expire for five years. So before you go and toss any old gift cards you might be carrying around in your wallet, you might want to check the date on the back or hopefully you wrote down what year you got it. And if nothing else, go to the retailer, find out what is left on that gift card. I know for us, or at least for me, for sure, because we travel so much, for my family, they often will get us gift cards that we can use at, say, Starbucks, uh, to name one of those famous ones. You know, Caribou Coffee. But they also know that we are nowhere
1: near... Not yeah. even remotely close. Yeah. We're nowhere... We are closer to a Caribou than we are to a Caribou Coffee.
0: Exactly, exactly. But... We use them all the time, though, as a treat to ourselves when we are flying and going through airports and cities that do have these. And that's when we always make sure we take these gift cards along with. So it's still a special treat. And we always can think about that person that gave it to us. But regardless, I don't want you throwing away your gift cards yet and not forgetting to use them as well.
1: We got a gift card from my sister a couple of years ago for a Japanese steakhouse Mm -hmm. and like I said, a couple years ago, and we didn't know if that was going to be any good. Sure enough, it was good.
0: Yeah, it was probably two Bam. years after we had received it.
1: So hibachi cost us like $8 that night, really. <laughs>
0: just the tip.
1: Just, right, just the tip.
0: <laughs> All right. Next, it's been discovered that there is an ideal dinner time. Nutritionists have revealed that the ideal time to eat dinner is three to four hours before going to bed. I don't know if you're like us, a lot of times the day slips away, and before you know it, you're eating a little bit lighter than you should. Well, they say this is because eating too close to bedtime can disrupt your body's sugar regulation and increase the risk of diabetes and other disorders. So now that I know for Tigger and I, I'm looking at him going, we need to definitely implement no, no, this. No, 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 no,
1: no. You need to definitely implement this. I am very good about... Maybe you know every once in a while having the popcorn because that is my go-to. But you're terrible. I am because you think every night has to conclude with well, I got to have a bowl of ice cream and I got to have popcorn and then I got to have this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to blame this one on my, blame this one, excuse me, on my father, actually. He was always one of those, you have to have a bed bedtime snack. I had
1: to have a snack.
0: All right. Well, don't be doing it. I hate to say it. They're saying the recommendation is to have dinner or supper no later than 6.30 p.m. if you plan to go to bed at 9.30. So there you have it. All right. Next in the news, Tuesday, biggest slump day of the week. Have you ever looked at the week and sometimes you're like, oh, did I make it or not? Well, studies have been released that Tuesday is the most afternoon slump day induced day of the week. The average afternoon slump lasts about 29 minutes and occurs at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Top causes for slumps, lack of caffeine, boredom, and a lack of energy. Now, I don't know about the boredom one. You and I take seem to keep ourselves pretty busy i don't remember the last yeah, time we I were
1: bored i don't necessarily agree with this one but
0: i can see though when you get very you know a lot of times we're stuck in front of the studio and a microphone or something like that
1: staring at a computer screen you're yeah. maybe
0: in the tractor you're driving a long distance for your work and all of a sudden it just hits you in the middle of the afternoon that you are tired well they say how to combat these work slumps beat the slumps by simply getting up and taking a walk Maybe eat a small little meal if you might need to. We're talking like a snack. But most importantly, they say, you know, get some movement. You know, if you th- you've you heard this said, right? Uh,
1: energy or mo- M- mo- uh, motion creates, what is it? Motion creates motion? Is that what you're for? Like?
0: I think so. Mo- yeah, I think so. I can't even believe it. I, I'm always after you about this. And I can't think of what I always say what to you. What you're
1: trying to say is that we just going and we do this if we are stuck for an hour or two or three to get up and just move around it happens on airplanes all the time right i mean if you're on a long flight you got to just stand up and walk up and down the aisle a little bit
0: well i know years ago when i used to work more in an office setting i found myself that i had to get up and get away from my desk about every 45 minutes just get up and even if it was just a walk around the office or just something just move a little bit just yeah. moving yes get you back into the game of things Next one, uh, you might find this interesting talking about getting up and walking. The University of Cambridge has revealed in its latest study that walking only 11 minutes per day can lower the risk of premature death by 25%. They said uh, 10% of deaths can potentially be avoided with minimal daily exercise and that easy 11 minute walks, walk to your mailbox, walk around the block, vacuum the house. It doesn't matter. Take a quick hike around a nearby park. You and I like the hike option the best, but just get up and move for 11 minutes a day can get you a little bit of that cardiovascular movement that you need to live longer.
1: My mom and dad do this every day. You know that. My mom and dad do this every day. My dad is going to be 82. My mom is going to be 79 and they are Every day they go for a little walk not miles but they go for a little walk and they are in fantastic shape.
0: There you have it. This next one is out. It's been advised by home insurance companies. They're warning that we're putting this warning out because we know spring break's going to come, then pretty soon summer's going to come and we're gone away. Well, We've seen these signs before, beware of dog signs. Well, it turns out home insurance companies, they're warning to not display a beware of dog sign because it actually attracts burglars. By advertising the presence of a guard, homeowners are inadvertently revealing the presence of valuable items. The sign also suggests that the dog serves as the primary security measure, making it easier for burglars to bypass your alarm system agree or disagree let us know your thoughts we're taking a short break but when we come back the theme is capture the wild stay where you are the bed show will be back after this we've all probably been in a situation where we needed to make a phone call and couldn't because we didn't have signal or reception we couldn't get a text out a message nothing it can be downright scary when it feels like we're cut off from the world and a person needs to be located or we need to locate someone that's where atlas tracks comes in atlas tracks owner carolyn stash it's called atlas Tracks. We handle GPS trackers. We recently added safety products, so life rafts and satellite phones and all marine electronics. So it's beacons, safety gear, tracking devices that I can use anywhere? No, absolutely. It's everywhere. I have personal beacons that people take hiking. I take mine skiing. Guys are taking them back country in Montana. So I do have people going deer hunting for days. They'll take them on their ATVs, but it's for every outdoor adventure sport needing to be located when you're out of cellular range. Head to Atlas Tracks dot com that's tracks with an X Atlas tracks Welcome back to the outdoors radio show The Bend I am your host Rebecca Warner aka Beck and riding alongside you with me as always is my co-host Jeff Tigger Earhart. He's always so good at giving me funny faces. I wish in some ways that we did part of this show live, like on YouTube or something like that, so people could see what is actually happening right here in the cabin.
1: That, ho- However, that has been discussed, and mm-hmm. that we're not saying that we're doing that, that we're going to necessarily go down that road, but that has been discussed of uh, going and adding the TV element to what we're doing because it's it's uh, not just a hunting show, not just a fishing show. It's an outdoor, the stuff that you don't hear on your normal outdoor hunting and fishing show.
0: Exactly. It's the stuff that gets everybody, the whole family, Outdoors and doing something. And if nothing else, hopefully you feel a little bit empowered or inspired to do so. So, in our past couple of episodes since Christmas, we've been talking about some of the different messages we've received from all of you. And by the way, thank you for continuing to send us your feedback and thoughts and pushing us, you know, pushing the envelope, making us dig a little bit de- deeper into some of these different topics. And the biggest one lately has been about getting somebody new. In into say hunting or fishing or even any type of activity that is outdoors that is totally new to them. And we've been talking about fundamentals. And the next email that I ended up receiving after last week's show was saying, hey, Beck, I've really enjoyed all of this discussion about the fundamentals. What about I have a son who wants to get into hunting and such but at this point doesn't really feel quite comfortable with taking the shot if you know what i mean
1: which that that's common mm-hmm. we 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 hear that a lot actually that that's common where somebody would like to do that but they aren't quite comfortable because they want to make sure that that it's uh, it's one shot and that uh, that deer, let's use that for an example, mm-hmm. one shot, and then it's a harvestable product after that. They want to make sure that they do that. So they get a little nervous about that. And I understand that.
0: And so many of us do enjoy just seeing wildlife. And so that's something I want to focus a little bit on is how how we can do better for ourselves in showing other sportsmen or potential sportsmen that we want to get into the same interest as we are is that First off, we enjoy nature in itself. We enjoy what we see all around us. We appreciate the animals that we do harvest, like you said there, Tigger. And that might be an easier way to get your next generation into the fold of thinking about hunting and fishing. And with that, what I would first say is teach them how to hunt with their camera.
1: Because they all got a cell phone, we right? We all, all got that have a little cell hanging phone. From your, hanging from your hip. You've got literally a mobile TV studio. <laughs> that's right there.
0: So there, that right there should perk your ears up because you have no investment whatsoever. Because almost most children, or at least yourself, you have a cell phone or a mobile device.
1: Let's be honest. You went to the kids and <laughs> they needed to show you how to how to operate something mm-hmm. on the phone of how to do this or how to do that. And that is, a, that is a great way where maybe to to connect with the next generation when, unfortunately, there is more disconnect. Mm-hmm. But a way that, okay, something that they can do and, they, and something I can do, we're using the example of go on a hunt, have them come with, get their, get their phone out and document the darn thing.
0: Exactly, exactly. So now you are both using something that you both have an interest in. And first off, maybe we're taking a step back and learning something from them first which maybe will empower them a little bit to then in turn learn from you see what i'm saying a little bit of reverse psychology in this but regardless it's good for both of you to know what your phones can do did you notice when i brought up the topic of photography i didn't say you had to go out and buy a new expensive dslr or a full frame and you're talking to somebody who owns all of those i have the big equipment the huge lenses to do all multiple of that multiple
1: lenses, yes.
0: But Tigger, wouldn't you say by and large, almost all of my photography is actually done with my phone?
1: You've gotten very good at knowing how to use your phone mm-hmm. and being fast with mm-hmm. it. So, when I say have that person come along and document, um, first off, if I can add my two cents on this, of course, the, uh, the DSLR cameras they're wonderful and I love using your stuff but they're loud, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when they go off, they make a lot of noise. So if you've got somebody with you that's documenting your hunt, that's awesome, but keep that in mind that there is that noise component to when you're you're moving around. So those are things, okay, you got to discuss strategically of how you're going to go stalking said prey when you know that there's going to be making that noise. We had this happen with a friend of ours who was not comfortable Uh, shooting pistols Mm -hmm. so he came out with us and kind of went through our little course that we have per se and before he even had a toy gun is what we have everybody start with a toy gun he came out with his with his uh phone and literally just documented going through it and he loved that which inspired him to now take the next step
0: Exactly. Well put. And you said a lot of the different little principles that I like to apply when I say hunting with your camera. And I am somebody who very much so got into hunting with their camera before. Well, I guess I already was a hunter, but I got captured into the moment and learning how to stalk.
1: So did you enjoy the hunt? Was that like what your dad taught you that Mm -hmm. you enjoyed the actual hunt itself? Not necessarily... Harvesting of the game—that's a bonus if you can do that. You enjoyed the art of the hunt, right?
0: Exactly. I enjoyed the art of the hunt. I enjoyed the the time, the uh, patience put into scouting the time said spent animal. Spend with your family when you're doing yes, it. Yes, right. yes. Many a times people will be able to see photos that I have that have been taking of various animals and wildlife prior to us ever harvesting them, because as hunting season progresses, you're pro- you are typically patterning the animals. Correct. I and been, yeah. now here, how neat is that to have some beautiful footage of them right there in nature as they should be. So what I'm going to tell you here quick is some quick little different tips to be thinking about with your your photography, okay? So are you and talking
1: with your phone? I'm talking about using your phone. Not not the big DSLR. Nope,
0: nope. We're gotcha. talking about using your phone. Just your phone. And this is to help you whether you're taking wildlife photography, you're doing those scenic views, or maybe you're trying to grab those special moments as they're happening. Say you want to grab, we don't want to call them selfies out there in the woods, but you're grabbing those other moments that you're sharing with others. And that and is- And your
1: phone photography is epic, by the way. Thank you,
0: thank you. So here are some quick tips. What I love to do is make sure you learn to keep a low profile while you're out shooting with your camera. You're learning for your hunting as well with your camera. You're using less movement is best, right? Next thing is learn to be patient. Also the animals that you're scouting. If you are doing wildlife photography, know what kind of animals you're hoping to catch in the moment and no, learn a little bit about them, read a little bit about them so that you understand them. Then lastly, practice, practice, practice. You can never do too much because you never know when that moment might be that you got to take the right shot. Got it.
1: I see what you did there. I see what you (laughs) did there.
0: So there you have it. Just a couple of quick tips to help you all get outside as the temps are warming up. Be sure to continue sending us in those questions, though. We sure do appreciate them. We have more of the Ben right after this.
1: Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, beckonize your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today.
0: Buckstorm Hunts offering Black Hills guided rifle and archery hunts on over 1 million acres for deer and turkey and for South Dakota residents, elk and bighorn sheep too. Hunts are limited. Book a hunt today. Head to buckstormhunts.com. Welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Show, The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, aka Back, and joining me as my co-host is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Had a funny story cross my wires this last week, and I had to share it with all of you. Hoarders of a different kind. Have you heard about the California family that returned recently to their vacation home only to discover a unique gift? if you'd like to call it that what was thought as a possible meal worm inspection problem quickly turned into a whole nutty story pun intended tigger you're looking at me like where is she going with this
1: i'm shaking my head
0: the exterminator that was called cut a hole in a bedroom wall to have more than 700 pounds of acorns come flooding into the room Yes, 700 pounds of acorns were inside the walls of their home.
1: So there were squirrels that were hoarding these things? Is that what the deal is?
0: Well, after they filled eight garbage bags full of these acorns, they discovered the culprit, an acorn woodpecker acorn woodpeckers, which are known for hoarding large amounts of these nuts, and after a full inspection it was discovered that the woodpeckers had indeed packed holes into the chimney of this two-story home and it is estimated that the stockpile was acquired over several years.
1: Hold on, keep going, I'm to the Google search.
0: <laughs> I just can't imagine. You know, I'm sure those inspectors that come in and they, they come in to exterminate whether it be beetles or something in your house, to have something like that happen had to have just made everybody go, what?
1: So the, uh, the, the, per, the exterminist is that the right word? The Exterminator. Pers- Exterminator. There you go. They, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. He was coming in to do an expect inspection that they thought for mealworms. And they found this. Okay. Yes. I just did my little googly search and they are a permanent resident throughout the Americas, especially found in Washington state, California. Uh, east to Colorado, New Mexico, Western Texas, and are considered a nuisance. Yes. Here it says, <laughs> hoard acorns. Mm-hmm. Whoa. They are very unusual, they say, woodpecker, because they live in large groups. They hoard hoard acorns. That's what they're known for.
0: That sound means it's time for our spotlight. And the one that's in my view today is taking us to Wisconsin for the annual sturgeon spear fishing season that kicked off last Saturday, February 11th, and will continue on for the next 16 days. February 23rd is when it'll wrap up or until any of the sex-specific harvest caps have been reached. According to the Wisconsin's DNR, the hours are from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. This event brings both residents and non-residents yearly to the badger state some traveling as far as from florida to experience an adventure like no other such as this on lake winnebago or the other upriver lakes you're looking at me very
1: no i would love to do that spearfishing for would sturgeon love to do that. right i would love to do it. it's so neat they have the beautiful decoys that mm-hmm. are works of art in and of themselves but cut the big hole in the ice and you throw the tried it
0: exactly exactly so for more information and to see the massive sturgeon hauled in this season be sure to follow the wisconsin department of natural resources facebook page and by the way did you know tigger that the sturgeon are known to outlive the average person so think about that regardless the angler or hunter in us this might be an experience we all want to add to our bucket list. Folks, we're going to call this show wrapped. I want to give a quick thank you to my producer and sound engineer co-host Jeff Tigger Earhart, and we want to give a quick shout out to Ben Field staffer Heather Crowy for helping us out again with the outdoor news. As always, know that we sure do enjoy hearing from all parts of the country on how you're doing, so please, we invite you to call in or text in your area's field reports. The number again is 305-900 one more time, 305 And as you keep making those memories in this new year, be sure to be sending those pictures into us via email at BenradioShow at gmail.com and always tagging at the Ben Show on social media. We love hearing and sharing your life with you on or off the trail. If you missed part of this episode or you want to hear past shows, you can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com. Again, that's thebendshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you're looking to change things up at your next event, conference, awards, banquet, or even rodeo, consider having Tigger and Beck entertain your crowd from MCs to event headliners. We're also, by the way, Tigger is a PRCA pro rodeo announcer and we're Music directors, too. Thank you to our partners, Ditelli Outdoors, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobblow Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. And remember to keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch back if you can next week on The Bend.